Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Adam Scott, fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Um, I am definitely killing Will Ferrell. <laughs> Don't know. You spent all that time coming up with that. I'm killing him first. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking um. What's his name again? Not John C. Riley. Adam Scott. Yeah, I'm fucking him. Okay. I don't know why, but like we fucking. Uh, and I'm just gonna marry John C. Riley because like it makes me think of like when he played in Chicago, and his he had like this one song called Cellophane Man. That was my shit. I was like, I love you, you soft doughy man boy. So there you go, boom. Okay. I would flip John C. Riley and Adam Scott only because the Parks and Rec character has me like, it gives me like, um, for, oh, you know, I was thinking of the other day, this is really going like on a tangent, but of, um, who was the better love story? Because I just started watching Futurama again since it just got renewed again. Yeah. Um, who had the better love story between Leela and Fry? and Homer and Marge. And obviously it's Homer and Marge, I feel like. Yeah. But um yeah, I was just thinking about that. But it was like he gives me like those sweet like vibes. It was like, yeah, like I will come home to you. So that's, that's why true. I think Marion Adam Scott. He could be a jerk in real life, but that Parks and Rec <laughs> character really saved it for me. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like I I would all like if I could I would marry him and then like fuck John C. Riley but I feel like fucking John C. Riley like I because I always think of like fucking this sort of like one night stand essence but I feel like if I fuck Adam Scott like I, like we're coming back like like I'm just like even if he's an asshole I'm like I'm still gonna be like what you doing what you up to what you you at work come back come through I come feel like. Through. I feel like me being ace really impairs that decision for me. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it'd be like that. You know, it just, you know, it's okay. It's Fuck okay. nobody. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Cardinal Hearts. Welcome. This is our podcast. You tuned in again for whatever reason. Can't believe you fucking came back. I mean, I was going to get my lawyers if you didn't, but <laughs> I was gonna... somebody was going to have to know. <laughs> I was going to be like, wow, um, time to send out them papers. Going to call the lawyer that I've only literally called once in my life, but now I'm calling him my lawyer. Mm, uh, sorry, you have no taste. Yeah, like, uh, you're contractually obligated to come the fuck back. But also, why are you here? What can't believe you did this on your own. Don't leave, though. We appreciate you. Yeah, <laughs> we got some shit to talk about. Um, But first, how you doing? I am okay. What? Yeah, it's a shock. Normally, I'm like, uh shit but today mm. i'm fine good that's vibes good. yeah we Can't promote good seasons that's 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 what's happening here it's it's it's, it's spring almost i think soon 
very soon. How yeah. are you? I'm, I'm hacking. Um, uh, what do white people be saying? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm just, just chugging along. Uh, you are always like, what are white people saying? But you spend like way more time. You spent way more time with them <laughs> than me. I'm like, if you don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Literally having um a white baby daddy, you would think that I just know like it just comes instinctually. Like Amen. like, you know, like it feel I was oh I was about to make that so raunchy that like I was just filled with so much whiteness. Oh you <laughs> it's just like I'm, I'm so much whiteness that was within my very core. Uh, literally that um you know i just so you think i'd just be knowing but like i sometimes i don't know i literally there's not a single white voice in my head like you know when people are just like oh you're the whitest black person i know well primarily like people used to say that now we're all woke and like rewriting history but like yeah you know they give 40 well, not everyone, but some people, they um they do not subscribe to that. So my mom oh, actually yeah. said, you know that per- my mom was like, you know that person you're always talking to, was like you know that white person. I was like, what white person? He's like, she was like, your white friend. I was like, I don't have any white friends. And she was like, the one you're always talking to. And I was like, well, you can't be talking about my other friend Zoe. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like Jade. <laughs> And she's like, yeah. <laughs> what? I I am listen. I no okay. I, wait, I need a moment. No one understands the personal attacks of this entire family against me. Maya <laughs> thought I was four fucking two or something. <laughs> now her mom was like, your white friend. <laughs> and she said it so confidently. <laughs> Oh, I'm going back to sleep after this for sure. <laughs> You're gonna be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know how to continue on after this. What do I do? Okay. Oh god. So, all right. Well, the movie that we watched this week. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> The movie that we watched this week is Antlers. Um, you know uh, what? It's a good idea for me to pull this up because who was this directed by? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Antlers. So it just came out this year. It is available right now on HBO Max. I don't think it came out in theaters at all. I think it, I feel like it did because I feel oh, it like came out last the- year. Yeah, I feel like all the film bros were, like, really wild about it when it came out. Because, like, I follow two film bros so I can know what movies to sort of, like, add to my watch list. I love that I said films and then instantly said movies. But, um, yeah, I follow, like, two of them and they were just like, oh, my God, Antlers, let's talk about it. And I'm like, oop, no, because I want to see it. And I don't want your white man ideals. So it's directed by (laughs) Scott Cooper. Um, yeah. What else did he do? It's a largely like unknown. Oh snap! It's oh, it's produced by Guillermo del Toro. 
I didn't oh. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like one of the big appeals of it because. Oh, okay, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, he's a big monster uh, buff. Look okay, like, so. Because I love him yeah. very much. So. Yeah, oh, this wow. is the Stan account. Yes, it is. Dang, I kind of wish I knew that before I watched it. The, so the movie is like a drama horror like it's supposed to be a mystery at least that's what imdb says i didn't feel like it was much of a mystery because we kind of knew we knew what happened i think in the beginning the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. um it was just about the main character finding out um but basically it's about this middle school boy this boy in middle school whose teacher is new to town she lived in the town in Oregon when she was a kid and she moved away um, as soon as she possibly could. But she moved back after her father died, who she has had a not so great relationship with, to say the least. Can we say what the relationship was? Um, we can just I say, say it's abusive. Yeah. It yeah. Come up. Um, she had an abusive relationship with her father. Um, he died. So after her father died, she moved back to this small town and taught there. Um, and she immediately discovered this boy that's in middle school. Um, and he just is very withdrawn. No friends. Like he looks like like um, in like the textbook in the textbook like um a child that has been abused. Like he just has like dark circles around his eyes. Just like looks truly miserable. Um, and she notices like some things that I guess kind of remind her of her childhood and him. So she inquires about it. And that's basically what the movie is about. Um, but it's also about, um, or the antlers part comes in is that this boy's father, um, found what did he find because that was what i didn't understand like why he had went into that cave or something okay I and he think was the only they, one that survived i think i think they were actually uh miners and so uh he went into the cave and they i know in the beginning he was just like you know he's gonna be right back so they were going into the cave I think momentarily to like finish something that they started real quick and then go ahead and leave. But as they were going back in, they basically like discovered um, what I feel like we can only assume is to be uh spoiler alert, I guess the Wendigo in it's more um, animalistic state, which is probably very like oh i feel like it was it was in a week it probably in a weaker state and it was looking to feed so therefore it looked like very like feral and animalistic like we don't get to see it but that's just my idea of what they saw okay and then it it was attached to him right okay right i just got that yeah so yeah (laughs) yeah so that's why after a while like the other one died because like i feel like it fed on him like right away like it attacked him ate and then got the more fuel or energy to pass on yeah to pass on into the dad after that point 
Um, okay. Because I don't particularly, the sad part is uh, as much of a cryptid lover that I am, I actually don't know like Wendigo lore and history as well as I think I should. I actually have the cryptozoology from A to Z book. So like I can whip that bad boy out in a hot minute and tell you um, some some hard facts. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Like I I just, that were me. I have I have Mothman posters. I have a cryptozoology book. I'm very I'm very cryptid aligned. I feel. Um, so yeah, I I figured that's what the beginning was. Is that it was, you know, like very um, feral looking. Like what kind of you know like how we saw like towards the end of the movie how the boy looked uh, before she had to you know him, and so he looked probably not as vibrant as that, but probably still like as weak as, you know, how the more so like of how the dad looked in his like animal face. So that is probably like what it was. And then like it ate and then it moved on to the dad. And then the son came in and found him. And then like from there it goes on to, you know, basically the entire rest of the movie so yeah but they were miners for sure because i think that was like a mine. like you could tell it was like a mining town um which is still like this is off topic on topic but i still find it to be a little odd that like mining is still like an occupation i guess because like if history tells us anything, mining is terrible. Like mining is very bad for a, a collection of reasons in like physically what it does to you. It's just We live in a capitalist society. You're right. <laughs> that's it. That, that's that's, that's really all it is. You know what? It's a bad it's a bad day for communists. In starting the review. How did you feel about the characters? I I didn't have a feeling for the characters at first because I felt like it was very um in a soft way cliche to to a degree of, you know, being like, okay, here's the teacher who used to live here, now she's back. She doesn't want to be here. We all know it. Um, the one that I liked the least, which is not as surprising, even though I do love the actor himself, uh, was her brother because he was very much, um, I think in a, in a way of like that sort of classic, not only was he a cop, so that's number one reason not to like him, but it was also like that, you know, you just got to sort of like move on. Like, you know, it's just like you, you, you have this history of these things and you just sort of have to take it and just go. Like you just still got to keep moving. So I didn't really like the way that that was approached, but I did come to enjoy it more as the movie progressed because I guess it really started to show um, 
as it started to show what the inline theme was, which is overall being abuse, um, there's a scene that's relatively towards the end when she's talking about, like, you don't know what he did to me. And then the brother's just like, well, you don't know what he did to me. And then it's sort of like that slap in the face, that reality of like, when you have gone through abuse and when you're so in a sense, I don't want to say caught up in your own victimhood and I don't mean victimhood in a bad way, but it like in your own state of being a victim that you think that this is a secular thing to just you, you don't, you don't always particularly think like, okay, well, I've, I've suffered this abuse and so did like my mom, my dad, and you know, these other people around me. It's just that I suffered this tremendous abuse and no one knows what it did to me. And I think that like, it's a, it, it's a bad cycle that is like, you don't know what it did to me. So therefore I keep it to myself and I keep it secular because I also don't want people to know what it did to me. I don't want people to know how badly it affected me. And so therefore with the characters, I think that that entire mindset is what makes this movie is because even with the little boy, you see that he feels very much like this is a secular thing. I Nobody have to can help me. Right. And it's just like, not only was he suffering abuse, like even before his dad became this monster, which in some ways I didn't feel like it was absolutely applied. I feel that like his dad may have been not abusive, but a bit neglectful to him as a whole and, and his, um, and his brother, I don't think that his dad was the intentional abusive that we usually always see because there's the scene where he tells the the story of the folklore about the three little bears or yeah, the three bears. And the way that he tells his story is that the three bears were always together. It was always them. They were, they were a family. So when the big bear and the other brother bear changed, you know, he didn't know what to do with himself. So I think that it isn't exactly about the abuse on his part, but sort of the abuse of neglectfulness that comes with like, you know, his dad basically being that only parent. So, you know, it's like as an only, you know, as a single parent, you can't exactly address everything, especially when you have more than one child. But he was an so. alcoholic anyway, because remember when the, what's the call? Like he was um, like, it's still neglect because he can't address his needs as, as much as he, as much as he possibly could. Cause when you're a kid, like, and your parent isn't as attentive as you would like them to be, you kind of like yeah. make excuses for it. But like oh, yeah. the adults in the situation can see it in a, in a way that's different. So like, that line to me, it just kind of like showed like how like he loved his dad no matter what. Like so like your dad can be like doing whatever to you, like as long as they're not hitting you. Um yeah. and you not see it as abuse. Um but the cop was like, remember her brother was like, um, you know, like we tried, like we tried to intervene because we saw that like the dad is not as attentive to them. 
Um, oh, yeah. And, like, he's an alcoholic. He's, like, a raging alcoholic. He just um, drinks all the time. Um, and we saw that, like, way before. Um, and that's what the cop said. And he was like, we tried to intervene, but we can't because but we can't take it to the point that it needs to be because um they don't have anybody else yeah. so like they don't want to remove them from the house completely because they know that at least they were getting like some basic needs met but like they're not getting all of them because when you really think about it like the boy even the way that he stepped up when the monster started to take over for his dad he knew how to do all that stuff already so it's like kind of yeah. like that older sibling thing, like where like you were already stepping in way more than you need to, because like yeah. that was a recent event. He already didn't have friends. He lived in the town his whole life. Like he was already known as that kid. So like he already had that reputation in the town and in his school. Um, and I think that that says a lot more about the degree of his abuse and neglect before the monster. Um, yeah, just, yeah, before the monster. Yeah. Yeah, which, which absolutely makes sense. Um, which I feel like also makes it such an interesting complex because I, I feel like, I feel like there already is a sort of complex around what we define to be like as abusive, you know, and what, what makes the juxtaposition is the woman as an adult looked back to be able to identify like what was abuse, neglect, and like very, very hurtful for her. Whereas we also get like from a child's perspective that like, this is, this is my family. This is all that I have. I have no one else. I can't give that up, you know? And I think that that is something that was well that 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 was very well done especially in the essence of the characters because it's like um like yeah like I like I said it was like a very like reflective of her seeing her herself in him but also her struggling to truly I think understand and identify his almost helplessness in that situation as well. And the childlike idea that like, okay, even if my dad is a monster, which he probably always has been to every other person, that's still like my papa bear, you know? And I found that to be, it's like, it's it's a bittersweet, like it's very, um, like it's lovely, but it's also just so sad. Um, because I think like that childhood innocence and sentiment is really something that like drives home a movie in those ways, especially like movies where like, it's not the kids who are the monsters. It's like those around them who are monsters and the kids somehow has to learn how to prevail against it and learn to sort of like accept the 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 truth of it but then there's also that lesson that kids give us in those movies where it's just like you have to remember that even though this person was a bad person they still loved you with all that they could because I think when the dad locked himself away that was a really strong 
testament to his love for his sons. It, it, like, even though it may not have been ideal, I think that that was a very strong statement that like, because I'm turning into something that I don't want you to be and because I don't want to hurt you. And that's where I find it to be sort of like, especially like as a mom, you 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 go into this sort of spectrum where it's like, there's a spec there's a part where you you never want to intentionally hurt your own child at least when you're a good parent so even though that like he was an alcoholic which you can also say like addiction being a mental illness which it is you know that's still a small part that he couldn't help even though everyone is just like just quit drinking you know there's still that small part that he couldn't help that but it still was very evident that he loved and cared for his children by him taking himself away from them because that was his only idea within that moment to protect them. And like, again, it's not ideal. It's not the best, but I think that that was great done in that, especially done in that way um, because it really drives home that like, you know, Oh, all the monsters are people anyways, but even him being that humanistic idea of a monster and becoming an actual literal monster, he knew that that was something that he didn't want his kids to, to be around and, and not, and like not even knowing what kind of monster he would be turning into or like what he would do, like even still just knowing that he wasn't, you know, like feeling good. Like he was just still like, no, I don't want you to see this. I don't want you to bear witness to it. But it's still that unfortunate happening where again, because he is the only parent that's around, his kids still had to see it. They still had to deal with those repercussions. And that sucks. But I think it was, I think the more I'm talking about this movie, I'm like, damn, okay, maybe it was good damn okay maybe it did slap because i'm like damn that was that was clever <laughs> like that was really well done i believe uh, um yeah i guess because i was also about to i was about to say like in comparison to like other movies where it's like a single parent and like a child i think of like the babadook um and i i i'm not actually wild about that movie even though i know what it stands for but I still also feel like, yeah, I feel like Antlers did a better representation of like, you know, when it comes to like parents and monsters and, you know, things like that. So I I get what you're saying, but I feel like um, I agree, but I feel like they didn't connect it as well, like over the course of the movie. Like, I feel like in the characterization of that, that makes but in yeah. the execution of the rest of the of the movie and then having to stay with that theme it didn't it didn't oh, um, yeah. it didn't it didn't execute it well long term i feel like um even with you saying the babadook i think that the babadook did it better um and it's in terms of it being over the course of the whole movie but yeah. this didn't do it as well it's like you get that because when i first started watching this movie I was like, this is good. 
but it never it never what's the word it never this is not the word but it never developed that over the course of the rest of the film like it kind of it kind of remained stagnant to me after the first 20 minutes in that theme and that hurt the the rest of the film overall yeah i don't i don't think it had a major payoff like we're used to in other movies because like if you think of like like again in comparison to the babadook like the babadook was a slow burn of a movie so it was like there's a monster in the basement and then it slowly became like it came out of the basement it moved into the house now it's in the house and now it's right in front of us and it's just like it was that sort of slow transition that was like like just slowly building up and the way I always compare I feel like slow burns is like the way that like your heart begins to like race as like as you run so it's like you're in a slow walk and then you know you start picking up speed and then you're just running full-fledged and that's what I felt like the Babadook was it was like okay it's a nice slow pace okay now we're jogging a little bit all right, like now we're running, like our heart's pumping, like we're going, we're in it. And I feel like Antlers was still like that slow walk, but it became like more, I feel like personally, it became like more uneasy, but then it was still like, I'm just walking in a dark forest right now. Like I ain't feeling it, but like nothing's really like, scaring me you know like nothing that like i'm not hearing sounds things aren't jumping out at me things aren't really like getting me but it's just like it yeah like i felt i felt the entire movie that like not the pace but like the yeah like the emotional uh build up and like the the ultimate payoff didn't exactly like get me to that point of being completely compelled I just felt like there were certain moments where I was just like, oh, damn, like my chest got tight. You know, um, a lot of it was mostly during like when people were getting killed. But um, after okay. that point, wait, hold I on. was like, yeah. OK, um, OK, can we finish this tomorrow? Because I didn't know my cousin was going to come pick me up and he's here. Yeah, that's fine. OK, um, dang. And I feel like this is going so good because <laughs> I wanted to say. Mm-hmm to um and we can leave this in um yeah i agree like with what you're saying and i think like it's so frustrating because i get it was so frustrating at the end because it was just a lot of like bs that didn't need to be there i get like the whole oh the cops came and like we need to they the cops are trying to like help um like, um, help out this family and, like, keep this from happening, blah, blah, blah. Um, at the end, it was, like, a lot of, like, oh, then, like, the monster comes and, like, kills, like, cop and then that cop and then this cop. And it didn't kill the brother for some reason. That was the first thing that bothered me. Um, oh, yeah. And then, because I was, like, you kill everybody else instantly. And then the brother is spared. That bothered me. But also, that's a tangent. But um, yeah. to go back to what you're saying, the brother, I mean, sorry, no. Oh, yes. The end when she's the one that ends up killing the monster, it just felt so dumb to me because I was like, 
April. Like, outside of it, I understand the symbolism of it. She kills the monster because she's killing her father that abused her in the same way that this man has neglected his children and therefore abused them. Then she kills the child, um, killing herself because she was the baby out of her and her brother. So she's killing herself, like that child that was abused, like killing that part of herself. Um, And it was hard to do, but she had to do it because that's the only way that she could grow. And that's the only way that the boy could grow. I get that. But an execution is dumb because it's like nobody else could do that. (laughs) Nobody else could kill this monster before. I would have loved it if the brother would have been the one to do it because then it's like it's that symbolism of her watching it and then also him killing the monster within his own brother that his brother could turn out to be so he's stopping him from becoming a monster which in essence is like you know sort of like the ending the cycle of abuse in that whole idea yeah so it's like that also could have fed into it but yeah I just I, I the ending for me I was just like oh right it was very weak it was like um like you're already subverting horror um yeah continue. you don't have to like <laughs> you don't have to dig into what people expect to happen because yeah. it's a horror film and that's what it felt like the movie was doing So, yeah, fucked up last week. Um, uh, we were already recording. And I was like, hey, I got to go. And Jay was like, okay. So, um, for this reason, we are recording the Antlers episode a whole, but we're finish, finishing it a whole mm-hmm. week after we started, basically. And and you all, and somehow you fucked around and got the flu. Yeah, and then I got that shit, so... You know, which is wild because you were just supposed to go get your hair done. Like you went to go get your hair done, and you're like, "Hey, I got the flu. Um, I'm better yeah. now." Yeah, so I got it. Um, so my aunt does hair, so I went to her house, and I had to go for like a weekend. Um, won't say much about that, but I was. <laughs> I will say that I felt myself getting sick while I was already at their house. Um, And I just had to like grit and bear it. And I was like, okay, well, hopefully when I get home, I have enough time to take like a ton of medicine so I can be okay to go to work and stuff tomorrow. And that was not the case. I was like very sick on Monday. I'm so sick that I walked into my job to get a COVID test for my boss. And she was like, you look terrible. Like, as soon as I walked Damn. in, I was, like, I was like, oh, that's cool. And, yeah, so I got the COVID test, and that was a fun Damn. times. But that's why we're a whole week late, so not really. Ooh, I mean, I nobody. got you hearing this all in one episode, but that's the split. The split between. 
uh, fast forward in time, but like it's still the same day for you. So that's good. Yeah, you did good. Good Look for you, you good for traveler. You. Um. Yeah. So where we left off, or pick up now in a in a uh, in a new light and a new day, new week. Um. What I was what I was gonna bring up was the thing that disappointed me not just about the ending of antlers it's it's more so because Guillermo del Toro (laughs) is a producer on this film and like I don't really feel like I feel like if you tell me that somebody's a producer on it I somehow automatically like I feel like they just kind of they they sort of like inflate the whole idea into us that it's just like oh so that means this person is part of it when really it just means this person had like a small hand and like getting it to like the audience and not really particularly like the film itself and I say that because like I feel like Guillermo del Toro would not completely put his name on a movie where the monster is just exposition done by a native like oh yes the monster that you speak of I an indigenous man will tell you that that is the Wendigo like oh what can we do about it stab him in the chest oh like oh that was it (laughs) you know like like, I feel like I don't know I feel like um the lore behind this could have been better and that is the reason why I think the movie was weak overall because like it it like it means nothing if you like built towards the the climax of something and we don't understand how we got there and I feel like a lot of horror movies fail with this like there's always like okay there's a jump scare. This happens. There's a ju- another jump scare. Then this happens. The The main character is hysterical now because, like, all this bullshit is happening. She doesn't know what to do. And then, like, there's, like, this one scene and, like, they go and do the research. And then they find out, like, oh, like, I've moved into this house that's been haunted for five million years. And, like, the people who sold it to me didn't say anything. And um, the only way to kill, like, or get out of it now is to, like, do these specific tasks. You know what I mean? But it's, like, um, it's weak by the time you get to that point. Because it's, like, um, whatever whatever the explanation is, it doesn't fit the hysteria now. Because of everything that I had to do to get to this point. And yeah this movie had the potential to not do that because I feel like they introduced like everything within the first 15 minutes of the movie but then you just wasted our time for like a grip of it after that yeah because I remember watching it and then like I checked out at some point because I was like I did as well (laughs) yeah I was like oh this is good you know like this is nice like it looks nice you know and I think that's one thing that I'm kind of tired of when it comes to certain horror movies is like it looks real nice it looks like beautiful gowns you know beautiful gowns beautiful gowns but does she have the range and no she does not she does not have any range she doesn't even sing we're at a comedy show they have good actors too though yeah and 
And I feel like that's just, in some ways, that's like a part of the aesthetic is like, oh, look at that name. That person's real good. They look like they fit the part. And then like the movie starts and goes and then you're just like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like what's like, hmm. I don't know, because I feel like I the way that I agree with you is like I'm thinking of the movie Sinister, where it's like, give me the lore, give me the backstory. And then like now we figured out what it's about. And I'm like, now we got to like figure out how to kill it or whatever. And it's just like, who I don't care anymore. <laughs> but then like oh, good. Fuck. You're making movies. me want to rewatch Sinister because I actually feel like they did that kind of better than like a lot of other horror movies do. Yeah. But well, I okay, Sinister Two is Sinister, where it fell short. not um not this one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sinister Two fell short, but Sinister, I remember actually being kind of scared of that for a while because I was like, damn, you know, because like I guess like when the twist sort of comes, it's like, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Like, oh, okay, all right, ooh, I'm scared. But like now, it's just like, I don't know. Like, there's just, I feel like so many years of watching horror movies like there are, are so like few that actually do its job in the in the subversion of like well in the in the whole idea of like instilling fear I guess I guess that's really just how I feel because I know like horror is now and it, or horror has always been in a sense subjective and I think, you know, it's not really about, like, the jump scares. The same scares thing with or... comedy. That's why they're, like, the best genres to combine. Yeah. And so, like, you know, like, it's really it's really good when it's done right. But then it's just, like, then you just have, like, I don't know, just some horror movies where it's just, like, oh, you just were going to jump scare me the whole time. And this is about to be the most terrible thing I think I've ever said out loud. But, like, paranormal activity mm. is actually, I, I, hear me out. What? Paranormal, paranormal activity, if it were done to where it wasn't just the whole, oh, your family's been cursed because y'all was out here talking to ghosts and all of that. Like, I liked, I liked the subversion of it being like, oh, our house is haunted to no fuck it's me who's haunted and i've i've always enjoyed like that kind of thing because i feel like you can take that in so many ways like oh this outside force that i think is out of my control is the problem but no it's me myself who's the monster and i feel like that's what they tried to do with antlers i feel like it was this whole thing of like oh you know his dad was the monster but they wanted to make it address like that there was something that they themselves could do to control that, but it just didn't work because it's like, that's the problem because I feel like what you're saying, they did that well, but the problem is like, okay, now what, how do we kill it? Oh, let's stab it in the chest. Like that's it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like, that's the problem but I think that the problem with that more so is the fact that it didn't go into the lore of the creature which I can't remember the creature's yeah. name sorry so I feel like it? if the Wendigoon Wendig- not- no that's a YouTuber when, keep- when 
Bingo. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you right now. I'm not gonna remember that, so I'm gonna just keep calling it the creature in the movie. You can't, you can't just be like that. Is there? It's an indigenous lore. It's an important thing. Let me keep. Uh, I don't remember okay. any lore, even if <laughs> anything. <laughs> if you don't say nothing to me, that's like ghost or vampire or Frankenstein, because that's what I grew up with. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not gonna remember it. I don't even know. Yeah, okay. I don't even. I actually don't even remember anything past that. Vampire, ghost, and um. Uh. Ooh, I was about to forget thing? this werewolf. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't remember so, anything past that. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's out of well, my hands. The, the elaborated lore of the Wendigo is... I do want to learn more about that because I do enjoy learning about lore. But like in the context of a movie like this, I can't pick it up as, as, as well. Yeah, as well. I think like the thing that kind of gets me is... Um, let me see. Actually, nobody talked to me. I'm looking it up on my kid's iPhone right Dear now. Um, we are about to learn about Wendigos. I feel like I'm fucking up the name of it, honestly. I would love to learn about that. I like learning about like different different. Okay, creatures. here we go. Um, from the Wikipedia, um, just bare bones is a mythological creature mythological creature or evil spirit which originates from the folklore of first nations based in and around the east coast forests of canada the great plains region of the united states and the great lakes region of the united states and canada grouped in modern ethnology as speakers of algona algonquin algonquian family languages the Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics, which possesses human beings. The Wendigo is known to invoke feelings of insatiable greed and hunger, the desire to cannibalize other humans, as well as the, as well as the propensity to commit murder in those that fall under its influence. Hmm. Um. If I was to go back in my search, if I just generally look up Wendigo, Wendigos usually have like this big sort of like monstrous uh, skull head, which looks a bit, I think that's more of the reasons why I was called antlers is because Wendigos have these huge gigantic antlers and they have the skull head of what looks like deers a lot of the time and the bodies are usually a lot more humanistic but like elongated or exaggerated so like they'll have like really long arms and like short uh kind of looking legs that look a bit like a deer but they stand up on those hind legs and that's usually the scariest part um there's a really like a nice sort of handful of different depictions of it, but that's just generally where the antlers term came from is because they do have antlers. Um, okay. Um, and some of these, some of the lore also carries to where 
they have antlers like down their backs or more so generally like along their entire bodies, which I think looks absolutely nice, honestly. And apparently they're cousins to the Bigfoot, which nobody cares about. Nobody, nobody was like, hey. Nobody cares about Bigfoot. Yeah, like we we know Bigfoot. Nobody nobody's thinking about that man. Like even as a even as a child. (laughs) Like why should I care? (laughs) People really love Bigfoot. And I'm just like, grow up. Like we're not three anymore. We know that there's tall people. There's tall hairy people. We get it. Like even at three. Like Quit what looking for him. Is he going to kill me? No, he just vibing in the forest. Okay. What's the difference between that and a bear? I don't exactly. Know. Why should I care? Okay. Everything that you just explained about the Wendigo, the Wendigo? Yes. Um, I just still feel like so, but I just feel like not in a sense of like the creature itself, because again, I love learning about lore and stuff, but this movie seemed to not really care about it in itself. It didn't yeah. really. It didn't. It didn't care about the lore of that creature, and I hate that. Like I'm tired of like watching like white shit, and it's like oh, about um, and it's like about like this creature from like a different culture like terrorizing them. Like okay, like maybe you deserve it. I don't know, but um, like I don't know. Maybe they're targeting you for a reason. I but mean, truthfully, truthfully, because it's like for real. Because Even with the for, chupacabra, okay, like, okay, maybe an easy, yeah, maybe an easy, yeah, <laughs> like, do the jerk. Like, I feel like if white people want to make a movie, like, give us a good Mothman movie, give us a good, like, Jersey Devil, you know, those are things you made up, but like, did they not make up vampires and werewolves? Uh, I feel like vampires were made up by like Rome, Transylvania. I don't know where Transylvania is. Is it in Romania? I don't know. It is in Romania. So, like, it's a Romanian thing to to a degree. Werewolves are uh, okay. No, they're they're brownish. I don't. I don't. Girl, don't ask me about geography. Listen, listen. I don't know what geography is. I tell you for a fact. I failed so many tests. I've been failing geography tests tests since seventh grade. I will walk in. With like not a care in the world because I knew I was about to fail. <laughs> I, I had football coaches for geography teachers. I don't know a fucking thing. You know what? I actually feel like we should just wrap it for the movie. So, yeah. how did you feel about the movie um, overall? I mean, it was mid. It gave me very much, um, like I said, beautiful gowns, beautiful dresses. But you know, she wasn't. She wasn't delivering. She didn't really. You know, she kind of like. She asked me to come through and it was like, oh, hey, I got tacos. And I'm like, okay. And then she was just like, they was like Taco Bell tacos. They weren't even like from the Mexican joint. So wouldn't call. Yeah. Like I wouldn't call back. You know, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't text her first. Definitely not. That's how I felt about the movie. Okay. Yeah. I felt about the same. I felt like it was really one note. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. It's one note. That's how I felt yeah. about the Joker movie. Um, we're gonna talk about that right now. I feel like um, <laughs> I feel like um, it was like it it started off one way and it was good, 
but because it stayed that way for so much of the movie, it did I it, I had a hard time caring or connect connecting with the characters or like caring about the story or where it went because it's like I see where you're going in this first ten minutes and you're not like pushing pushing past that so yeah it's not really it, it it's like it has trailer syndrome you know where yeah, you, yeah. When you see you know the trailer of it, it's like damn this looks like a banger which like I, will always surprise me that trailer makers have nothing to do with the film itself i love that which, so much though yeah like i it's like i like it but at the same time it's just like it makes me it, it always makes me be like y'all did not see the same movie i saw which they're just like no we didn't we just got these pieces yeah it's like oh okay all That's right that makes sense like damn they did not have to go through the misery i had to go through like that's wild but yeah it's no. just like mm, all right you know because i was like i remember it's like all the film bros hyping it up being like antlers are so good and i just really the only thing i really feel like i can say is just like stop letting white people tell the stories of brown and black people because like i don't want to hear some white dude who went to georgetown telling me african lore like yeah I think that bothered me too. I mean, I think I just genuinely have a problem with that. Um, yeah, because it's like uh, it just reminds whenever I see something like this, or like with what you're saying, um, it reminds me of Stephen King because everything's like okay, like this terrible thing is happening, and it's like it's because this native burial ground or something like that. It was like, ooh, yeah. yikes. <laughs> Which you is did not which have is, to do this. Which is very funny because like I feel like okay, I'm pretty sure Stephen King has done that a couple of times. But that's like the movie Poltergeist, where it's like, oh, this house. Oh yeah, literally though. Literally. It's built on narrow ground. The engines, like the what? The engines, yeah. They built they had they had people died here. And then they built this house. And now you got ghosts. And like Were you talking about the making of the film? Because that was the making no. of the film. Oh, yeah. They the, used the real poltergeist. bones and shit for poltergeist. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that was... It was like... Uh, and they really cursed themselves. Like, most of the yeah. cast died and stuff. What a vibe. Yeah. What a time. What but, a time. Yeah, most, but almost all of... all Almost all of Stephen King's, like, books and shit are, like, like that, about that. Almost yeah, all of them. Um, like, it and everything. Like, it's like, damn. Like, it's all, like... Yeah. um. And then, like, they found this native thing. And, like, now everybody is going to die because they found this native burial ground or, like, this native... I don't know. Like, it's all, it always goes back to that. I think even, like, yeah. yeah, I think even with it. Like, it's like, um, yep. That is his, that's his prerogative. I think the worst was, like, thinner. Like, ooh, yeah, so I was just about to say, to Thinner was like, I think they were Romani, I, I believe so, and they cursed them, and I was like, that's what you get for being white, my dude, I don't know what to tell you, I wouldn't have had that problem, you shouldn't have oh, been but an I asshole. Just, but I hate that from, like, a white perspective, though. Yeah, like, I I love the idea of it happening to a white man, I hate that the story was told by a white man. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And that's what kind of, because I feel like Antlers carries itself solely on if they didn't live where they lived and this was happening, 
what native you gonna talk to? What what native friends y'all got? I need you to tell me at least three people's names, and you can't just say Littlefoot. You and can't. That should have been invested in this. That should have been embedded in the story from the beginning. That's honestly, the reason why it didn't work. Yeah, because I'm like, we don't get enough like you know a movie like about that. Or well, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, we don't get enough films that are from like First Nations or Indigenous or Natives or anything like that. Because I mean oh, we have like no, of course not. the one show, uh Reservation Dogs, which I'm just like That's very new. Yeah. I'm like, y'all just came out with that. Um, so we don't, you know, there's not no, they, really no, like a they they get real they get paid dust. <laughs> like, yeah. See, like, the and way that their stories are like constantly told through like white lenses, like in a, a villain a villain sense, is like they um yeah, they get paid dust. Terrible. That's shitty. It is shitty. Yeah. So that yeah, I mean that's just really my whole takeaway. Cause like I would have enjoyed it if it wasn't a white woman coming home to a traumatized white boy. Cause I'm like, if it was a black boy, would you have cared as much? Mm, let's ask that question. Let's think about that. Let's flip it on its head. Like you can't subvert horror and then literally follow every other trope. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's um, my prerogative. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just overall weak. Overall weak for that reason. Oh, God. It's another film that I've seen. Um, Yeah, because I feel like the first Insidious did that kind of well. Did you yeah. see the first Insidious? It, it kind of did that well because it was like, um, even with the plot twist at the end, it was like, I don't know. I feel like the, I don't know. I feel like the first Insidious was very pretty good. And yeah. The rest of them, you can say what you want. The Conjuring, you can say what you want. But like, um, I feel like the first Insidious was pretty good, and I think that was good in the way that like they were, they did the plot twist well, and they also did like the lore. They created their own lore, and then they did that yeah. well. And um, I mean. Also, I feel like it was very original in a sense because, like, nobody's mm -hmm. out here like, oh, I can astro project. And it's like, can you? Yeah. And then I get stuck in the in-between. And it's like, what, what? And it's like, mm-hmm, it's real fucked up. Like, you know, nobody, I ain't never, I ain't never seen that Tumblr post. But, like, this movie, I've seen that Tumblr post. Unfortunately, that's the problem. It's like, um... Yeah, it's like um, if you're gonna do the lore, like know the lore, know it, know it well, and then introduce it early and introduce mm -hmm. it in a way that's tasteful. And I feel like it did none of that because like you're working with all white people for this yep. creature that's only known through a white lens at this point. What you're doing because y'all aren't y'all aren't explaining it through it to um through the lens of indigenous people it's, and we know that because you only have one indigenous character and he comes solely to explain what this creature is and then um yeah it's just very weak for that reason but it had the potential to be strong um so that is all I have to say about that so. also the indigenous man that y'all had in that movie is a great fucking actor so you should have utilized him. 
I don't even know who he is, but at that point, I was so checked out. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like I've seen like, him in care. many other things that I'm just like, oh, that was nice, but like this, I was like, man, he really, all he was missing was like the single tier. Oh, this, this is what I will say. <laughs> this is the last thing. Um, have you ever seen Drag Me to Hell? Of course. Oh, hey, I fucking love that movie, but. Um, one of the reasons why I love it so much is for all the reasons that we're currently saying that we hate, like in this conversation, and then um, all the reasons that we love. And it's like this movie was truly a mess. It was just a mess. Yeah. But also, the lead character, she was a white woman that was cursed. And it's going into like lore that we don't really know. Yeah. Um, but it was done in a way that made her look stupid enough that it worked. Does that make right. sense? Like it she, worked. That worked. Like that's her, how you make an idiot and they yeah. are just an idiot. <laughs> her ignorance <laughs> is exactly <laughs> what made the movie perfect. Because like Exactly. I I feel like especially what there's like a point where she's like googling it and stuff and it's just like see that's your problem and then she right. has to like go back and ask her there's a funeral going on and she's like fuck all right like it's just it's it's like it's the best like white people tears kind of movie while Literally. also being and I think that like even with her enemy the person that like got the job and she didn't and she was about to give the button to him and she felt bad she didn't give it to him um wasn't he was he i don't know what he was i know he was a person of color though i don't know what i can't remember i i can't remember what his racial i feel like i haven't seen it in so long i know i know but it's like um when she didn't give it to him i was pissed so they're like damn like you should just gave it to him i would have gave it to him but I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, so she just died. Like, I was like, dang, bummer. Being a bigger <laughs> like person. You died because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Look at you being a bigger person, dumbass. Like, yeah, but she really didn't do nothing wrong the whole movie. That was the funniest part. It was like, even with the loan that the lady was asking for, it was like, she wouldn't have got it. <laughs> like, like you, you mean to tell me you didn't pay X, Y, and Z for all this time? And you asking the the bank to give you a loan? Let me tell you something. They're not going to. I'm crying <laughs> because like that movie feels like it's dead ass based off of like an interview question. Like, okay, so a lady who has what she just fucked for no reason. Like a lady who hasn't paid her loans in twenty years comes in and asks for another loan. That's a great lump sum. What do you tell her? And it's like fuck. Uh. Right. And she said no, <laughs> and she went back to her boss and everything. And she was like, um, yeah, this lady asked for a loan. He was like, well, it's your call. And it was pretty much like, okay, like either you're going to get a raise or you're going to give this lady a loan that um has screwed over the bank like five times now. And like, she was like, okay, well, sorry, lady, but you're not, I can't give you the loan. And like, she just got punished for it. <laughs> 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 like she wasn't wrong <laughs> like she was screwed either way like when I was younger I felt like oh you earned that because you screwed that lady over and she really needed it but it's like well it's not even about you just wanting the raise 
because you would have lost your job if you gave it. If you gave it a loan, it was so, she like, was in for a lose lose and didn't even know it. Was, it. It was literally a lose lose. Like, but that's not how it always is. <laughs> I just I love it because it's the whole idea of that is like. She was in for a lose lose, didn't even know it, and she was just gonna she go to hell know. either way it went. It, <laughs> she she would have ended up there, one way or another. And I'm just like, damn, damn, you was you was set up from the get go. You dead she, ass was only gonna make it to 24. She 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 did know that. What she didn't know, <laughs> what she didn't know, was that the lady was gonna curse her. <laughs> That's the plot. <laughs> That's the plot. <laughs> That's, that's what she was screwed I... because that's what that's what can happen to really anybody. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> you cannot expect that like you want to abide by capitalism's rules and somebody to oblige but abides by some other rules. <laughs> some magical rules is really about the screw. <laughs> I think I think that's probably the funniest part is just that like damn all right i just you know i i appease the capitalist god today and then the fucking magic god is like well you pissed me off so like (laughs) you made me mad and that's what happened and i was like damn (laughs) i was like when i was a kid i really did not feel any sympathy for you but like now as an adult, like I really get it. Like I feel like you, you just, you were just fucked either way. It was nothing she could have did to get out of that situation. As a person versus who like job. And antlers, <laughs> the bitch could have just left. Because that's what I would have did. <laughs> she had um, did what one may call fucked around and found this outus, um, and pretty, pretty much couldn't have been me. Wouldn't it, have been it, me. It wouldn't have been me. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I fully, like, you know like, what? I'm I fully like, concur. Because the teacher, the teacher. First of all, the teacher went to the door and heard the growl and was like, "Oh, actually, I gotta go." She got right back in her car and she dipped. So the principal heard the growl and heard watched the door open, walked inside, um, went upstairs and got killed. So I guess that's what she wanted to do because well, I can't, I can't. Ain't no other explanation. In the great words of my child, white people love to investigate. So absolutely, yep. that wouldn't have been me at all. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't have went to that's his an, house. That's the a way. Negro spiritual. Yeah, like the way it would have went for me is, I see this kid. He look. He looked sad and helpless. I would have went to the principal and been like, "Hey, he um, he needs some help." That principal would have said, "I don't care," and I would have been like, "Cool." hit up the DCFS line and been like, hey, he needs some help. And if the social worker went there and died, I would have just simply left town. Because I don't, I'm like, what if... Expeditiously. expeditiously. Yeah, like, what if the monster heard my name in passing? Like, what if the what if the social worker showed up and was like, hey, Ms. Monica called, or, you know... Like, oh, look, look, I'm not getting ramped. Okay. This is my last <laughs> point, actually. I'm not getting ramped by no antlers. <laughs> I'm not about to be sitting or standing in any room and die by antlers. I'm not doing that. So if I if I see or hear that something like this has happened, like somebody got eight in, eight to the eight to the point that we cannot recognize the body because that's what they said when they went in the room. <laughs> 
in that yeah. that attic. That's what they said. And if I see my homeboy that's on the, the fourth, the league, whatever they call the police, I don't know. Um, mm. If I see them with like, I don't know, like ant- antler holes, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> like, uh, they, they got ran by antler antlers and like they just got the holes in them. I'm not about to go in with a flashlight. I'm going home. I'm not yeah. going home. I'm moving. I don't and, care. Um, and they did not do that and that's their choice and whatever. So that's I'm, how the rest of that movie went for me. I was like, I don't even uh, get what y'all are doing anymore. Yeah. I don't I guess I guess our conclusion is, you know, why people investigating ain't really a horror movie for us. No. And if mm-hmm. but if if we do watch something like that, because I think we'll circle back to a lot of eighties stuff because I feel like that's yeah. the best horror anyway. As told by textbooks. But um yeah, in that case, um yeah, I'm I'm gonna just cheer for the killer. That's what I normally do. <laughs> for I'm crying. for horror okay. Either so I'm gonna cheer for the plot and if you're not doing the plot right, I'm gonna cheer for the killer. I'm crying. Well, yep, that's um that's that's our review is um I ain't getting stomped by no antlers. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm not being stomped by no serial killer. Was that movie? I think it was one of the scary movies and they was like, white people dying? I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> and they yes. got right back in the car and de- I was like, me. <laughs> I'm not doing this with y'all at all. I feel like I feel like if I somehow get caught up by a serial killer, it has to be on and off day. Like I need like I had to be down bad with a migraine. Like no. I'm not going into no house. Like you had to break into mines and fuck me up when I wasn't looking. Cause like otherwise I'm not going with y'all. I'm not even going to a highly populated area where there may be a silly serial killer actively going about. Oh, yeah. so, that don't make no that doesn't make sense. Homies, that's our show. Um like and subscribe. Um, leave a review if you enjoyed um, this episode yes 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 please leave a review if um, you have any movie recommendations you can hit us up on twitter at c cardinal hearts on instagram at the cardinal hearts i think it's the in the front or you can hit up our website and leave a comment on a post or submit something in the contact i don't know i'll figure it we'll figure that out Mm -hmm. don't forget to give us five stars on spotify because we're worth it um also um be kind and take a nap yeah take a nap go to sleep get you some sleeps wash your face Bye. bye